Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. How are you? I am delighted as always to be here with you and to spend some time together. Thanks to those of you who have sent in kind words and support from last week's episode on finding flow during the work week. I'm really glad that some of the ideas I shared were helpful for you. And I loved hearing about how you find flow in your work week. So just hearing from you and being able to email back and forth has really meant so much. So thank you to those of you who have done that. And also, I want to thank you um, for those of you who have emailed me after receiving a newsletter recently. It's so fun to email back and forth and to hear what's resonating with you and to just know that you're finding inspiration in the podcast and in the newsletter. Um, I've really enjoyed publishing a weekly newsletter again. It's been a while since I've done that. I do them during the virtual retreats that I host, like Magical May and Celebrate Cultivate in December. Um, So if you've participated in one of those, then you've kind of seen like what my emails are like. But for those of you who haven't, these newsletters and even like my playlists that I share are a bit of a love language of mine. They're It's just like a lot of connection and magic that can come from a really lovely email newsletter. And so I just really enjoy putting them together for you. And I'm also so happy to hear that they're received with joy as well. And if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, make sure you do that. You know, if you want, also, I'm a pretty big proponent of inbox zero and cultivating your online experience. And so if you're like maxed out on emails, then definitely don't subscribe (laughs) because I just want it to be something that's good for you, not something that you're going to feel pressure to keep up with. Um, I mean, I think that if you're subscribed to an email that doesn't bring you joy, that doesn't spark joy, as Marie Kondo would say, then you should totally unsubscribe. But at the same time, we should be, I think, adding more things to our lives that do elevate and do expand and do make us feel wonderful. So if you're looking for something like that, give my email a try. Visit CelebrateCultivate.com to check out the show notes for today's episode and to um, get a link to sign up for the newsletter. If you are subscribed and you have any requests or ideas for future newsletters, I would love to hear it. All you have to do is hit reply to any of the newsletters and send me a little note. All right, so today's episode is pretty exciting. I've been really looking forward to recording this and also to just share with you where I am with things because my month-long digital sabbatical is over tomorrow. Officially, it ends tomorrow. So today, I'm going to talk about 
what this past month has been like, what I've learned from this digital sabbatical experience, what I want to do differently as I re-enter the world of social media. And I'm also going to share something pretty exciting at the end of the episode. So be sure to listen all the way through. Okay, so let's just start with what is a digital sabbatical? Why did I take one? So I did share some of these details in a past episode called preparing for a digital sabbatical that I'll link to in the show notes, but you can, if you didn't listen to it, I shared this episode in preparation for the sabbatical in July. I sort of talked about how I thought of it as like packing for a trip and I was like cleaning things out on my social media presences and I was just kind of like getting, gathering together what I thought would be inspiring for taking a month off. And so what this sabbatical has been is a month long break from Instagram, Facebook, listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, and I also put the restriction on myself that I wasn't allowed to blog on my personal site, KayleenElise.com, which when I made this goal of mine, it was several months ago, and it was before anything with coronavirus was very serious. It was before we were staying home to stay safe. And so in my mind, I had planned for two digital sabbaticals this year, one in July and one in December. Both of those are months that we typically travel to see family. And so it automatically is like a family time for us. And I thought it would be really nice to create an additional bit of space between me and the internet during these months, one in the middle and one at the end of the year. You know, fast forward to where we are with things. And by the time July rolled around this year, I was feeling pretty burnt out by Instagram. I think it's just been a really overwhelming year for so many of us with a lot of different issues, Um, social, economic, health. There's just a lot going on. And I think that Instagram has taken off in a lot of ways as our primary social resource because so many of us are staying home and not interacting with our everyday outside life that we used to. And so this timing was really magical for me. It was definitely like the right time for me to take a break. And I was not ever like worried about like take like that I would be okay or that I would be able to do it if that makes sense like there was never a question in my mind of like oh gosh like should I could I do it like I knew for sure that this was going to be a good thing for me to do a nice experiment a month is just a month like it's it's not that big of a deal but it is a significant amount of time so I was also like a little bit nervous like you would be before you leave for a month-long trip um (laughs) but I was a little, I guess, sad to be taking a break from podcasts, listening to podcasts and listening to audiobooks. Those were when I sat down and realized like, okay, these are the parameters that I set for myself when I set my goals for the year. I wasn't like thrilled that in addition to taking a break from social media, I was also supposed to be taking a break from podcasts and audiobooks. But I tried to just listen to the wisdom of my past self and know that she created 
created these parameters for specific reasons. Podcasts and audiobooks are things that I can tend to overdo from time to time. So it was a very helpful um, restriction, even though it was something that I wasn't that pleased with. And also, I think with the nature of podcasts these days, I do sometimes feel this pressure to keep up, especially through the coronavirus with not being in the car and not driving to and from things. I just haven't been listening to podcasts as much. So it's been wonderful to take the pressure off of consuming and keeping up on all different platforms. Okay, so what has it been like to not be on all the time? Like, just generally speaking, when people ask, like, how is the sabbatical going? How are you feeling about things? I say it's great. Like, I feel really good. I'm glad I did this. It's been a very interesting experiment. And it's really, really nice to not feel like I need to keep up, but also that I need to create constantly. By being someone who shows up to Instagram, not just to consume, but also to share and inspire, I do have a tendency to feel like every minute of my waking life is potential content. And I'm not even like a big time influencer. So I sometimes question like, what are these people with humongous followings? Like, are they just like me? Or do they have a game plan on like how to create content all day long? Or potentially, are they more strategic about it? Like maybe um, that's something that I could grow into. So these are thoughts that I have. But just generally speaking, with taking the sabbatical, it's been so nice to just feel like I can be. I can just be. I can sit down to record this podcast without feeling like I need to take a behind the scenes picture first, without feeling like I need to pop onto stories and do a some sort of ask me anything before I sit down to record, like all of these little things throughout the day that I used to feel like I had to do to keep up with the algorithm, to keep up with Instagram, to just stay engaged and connected to my audience. I don't feel that pressure anymore. And um, it's been just a really nice break from that. It's also a lot quieter in my mind. And I think that is in part due to that engine that usually is running constantly, the engine in my brain that's like, oh, well, you could be doing this. Oh, look what she's doing. Oh, wow, that's a good idea. Ooh, I like those colors. Oh, that font, like that chatter that's always in my head when I'm popping on and off Instagram constantly, that has quieted quite a bit and it feels really nice. It's just I'm still me, I'm still existing in my everyday life, and it's nice to know that that chatter isn't necessarily a part of me. It's like a part of Instagram's algorithm that's trying to keep me addicted to their app, (laughs) but it's embedded in my brain, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Not listening to audiobooks and podcasts has absolutely forced me to listen to more music because I am someone who on the whole would prefer to have music playing or an audiobook playing than to just sit in complete silence. And in total transparency, I've probably also watched a little bit more TV than normal, 
but not like a ton. Um, not in a way that I feel like is too much or not great. I just got sucked into a few different TV shows that potentially in the past I would be listening to a podcast. Instead, I've had a show on. So that's been like here and there. And honestly, I mean, there's some good TV out there. There's some, you know, junk and I've kind of had a mix of both, but it's, I I feel okay about that. And I'm really, really happy about having a stronger connection to music again. Being in the car is a place where I usually would listen to music. And um, I mean, there's a lot of kids bop that we play around the house with two little kids at home, but it's been nice to have some new playlists and to be able to share those on the newsletter. And so I think the newsletter and wanting to have good playlists for that, but then also just not having podcasts and audiobooks to occupy my ears. It's been nice to listen to music for sure. When I'm in spaces of quiet, I have also found that idea, good ideas are finding me. So with the combination of only listening to music or really being in silence or just not being in so much motion with wanting to create for social media, I have found that some of that integration that I've been craving this year and wanting to really put ideas into practice and to have fresh ideas, that craving has been satisfied. So one of the things that I've been doing is going for walks or runs in the morning. And when I come home from my run, it's so hot here in Texas right now, (laughs) y'all. I'm like a sweaty, disgusting mess. And I sit down on a bench in my garage. I turn the Breathe app on my Apple Watch on for five minutes and I just sit and breathe for five minutes between my run and before I go make my smoothie in the morning for breakfast and it's such an amazing time to just be in stillness and connect and in that time I've had these ideas and these inspirations and things that like big light bulb moments that I really think are coming to me because of the quiet because of the silence and I think before taking the sabbatical, that time after a run would be when I would pop on Instagram. I'd open up the app because I haven't been on it in 20 minutes while I was out running. And I might want to take a picture of my shoes and post it to stories, you know, like what we do. And so having these moments that like I found, oh, I don't, that's not an option. So I'm just kind of, I'm going to sit and breathe for a minute. It's been beautiful. It's been so, so nice. And I'm not saying that you can't have that while you're on Instagram. Like, for sure, I think you can. But taking a big step back, taking this extended break has just had, it's allowed these things to find me easier without me making a lot of effort to make it happen. It's been taking something away and then letting some really nice magical things happen. I want to share with you the three biggest surprises that I've had from taking a month off Instagram and Facebook. So the first big, huge surprise is that I really don't miss social media at all. Like, no offense to any of you who I've ever been obsessed with on the internet, who I've DM'd with constantly, who, if you've been following me for the last 10 years, like, no offense. I swear, I love you. I really do. You mean so much to me. But also, I don't miss it. And I'm shocked by that. There have been probably 
less than five times where I've been in like the flow of my life and thought, gosh, it would be nice to jump on Instagram. So it really isn't something that has occurred to me on a daily basis. It isn't something that I think about very often. And I don't know if that's like a function of how my brain works that since I made this rule for myself and I know I would come back when it's over, like if I was just able to turn that switch off, but whatever the reason is, I just don't miss it. And that's really interesting. The other huge surprise is that I also don't feel like I have a ton of extra time on my hands. And this is a question that in emails and in conversations on Marco Polo with friends and texts with friends, like a lot of people have been asking me, do you just feel like you have so much time now that you're not on Instagram? And I'm like, kind of sad to say no. Time is a really weird, magical, wonderful, mysterious thing. And my experience of time is that it somehow fills up cracks and crevices. And so by taking social media, by taking podcasts and um, audiobooks off of my schedule, that, that space has been filled. Like it wasn't like I was just sitting around like twiddling my thumbs feeling like, gosh, I have all this extra time. So those two surprises, not missing it and not feeling like I have a ton of time, tells me something really important, which is I was filling space that doesn't need or want to be filled with content that I don't actually need. I'm gonna say that again, because it's really important. I have learned that I was filling space that doesn't need or want to be filled with content that I don't actually need. Like it isn't vital for me to be on Instagram in the way that I was before. And I also don't need to keep up. I don't need to be constantly creating. And that time and that space was just kind of like filtered into my whole life. And instead, in this last month, I've had just a little bit more fluidity and ease and comfort. And it's been, oh, it's been so nice, friends. It's been so nice. The third surprise is that it feels really normal not to be on social media. I thought I would feel weird or disconnected or out of touch, and I just don't feel it. So that's another really surprising thing to me. And I think it's just that, like, I thought that since I've been sharing so much online for the last 10 years that, like, I would feel like I was missing a limb by not being on social media. And I don't feel that way. It's it's just been nice and I feel like me. So that's nice to know that if that app ever went away or if I decided to quit it permanently someday, like I would still be me. And I think having the podcast, having the newsletter, coaching clients, having freelance clients, that has provided me with some exposure to friends and the outside world. And so that's really important that Instagram isn't my only engine for connection. And I think that this sabbatical has also shined a brighter light on some of those bigger connections. And um, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I'm not really excited to come back and also to connect deeper with those of you who I really care about and that I spend time with online. Like there's definitely people I miss, but I feel normal not being on Instagram. It's just... What a concept, really. <laughs> so I want to share 
a long list of things that I want to and plan to do differently as I rejoin social media. And I'm sharing these as potential inspiration to you, potential ideas of things that you could try. Even if you don't want to do like a full month-long sabbatical, these are just concepts and um, things to consider. So we'll start with Instagram. First off, I want to, when I come back, spruce up my scroll. I really want to create my experience in a way that is inspiring, educational, and uplifting. So I'm absolutely going to unfollow and mute accounts that aren't aligned and within those parameters. I know that that is like a radical concept for some people. The idea of unfollowing or muting is like, oh, but what if somebody got mad at me or I need to stay stay in the loop or I need this or I need that or da 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 da. Like all of those thoughts are so valid and so okay. But I also would say that you sh- can or I encourage you to curate your experience. Dare to curate it. Like this is your life. This is your time. And just like you would decide what magazines you want to buy or what books you want to read, like who you follow on Instagram, that should be something that is fluid, that grows with you. And so I have been known to follow and unfollow people um, quite a bit. And if it's somebody who you know personally, who you feel like you might have some tension or conflict with, if you unfollowed them, if you feel like that could hurt their feelings, then you can just mute their account. And another thing that I have done in the past and worked with clients to do is to mute stories versus feed or vice versa. So if somebody's Instagram stories are amazing, but their feeds are something that like every time they post a picture, it doesn't work for you. Like it's just something you you don't enjoy. You can mute their feed or you can mute their stories. Some people are like really, (laughs) okay, I'm just going to say it. Okay. Some people's feeds are amazing, but then on stories, it's not very organized and they talk about their, their kids and you don't care about their kids. And so it's just like stuff you're always having to swipe through. You can just mute their stories and they won't know. And it's totally okay. Like it's your experience. And you might find that you miss their stories all of a sudden. And so then you can just unmute them like go back to watching their stories it's it's okay like we can we can play with this so the first thing i'm going to do when i come back to instagram is really spruce up my scroll The next thing I'm gonna do is, and this is not like a one-time thing, but I'm gonna get super focused about how I show up and how I share because I want to be of service and of value to my community. I don't really wanna add to the noise. And so that's not to say that like, I'm not just gonna get on and be me because I absolutely am going to, but I wanna make sure that I'm doing it in a way that's cognizant of my time, cognizant of your time, and just really be there in a way that's genuine and authentic and and full of purpose because I think that this space, this time, the sabbatical has given me, it does give me a thirst to connect with you more and to provide more value and more inspiration because that's one of the things that really lights me up. So I'm excited to have that as one of my action items. 
And finally, <laughs> this is kind of like, I'm not sure if the algorithm's gonna like this or whatever, and I'm not one to complain about the algorithm. I find it almost irritating when people talk about it. So maybe I've mentioned it more than even I'm comfortable with so far in this episode, but I'm considering only being on Instagram Tuesdays and Thursdays, and potentially only for specific times within those days. I want to get in, get out. I want to enjoy my time there, but I don't want the app to take me over. And I feel like I need some boundaries, and I also need that idea of time blocking. I need it implemented on Instagram. And so I'll probably only have the app on my phone for those two days, and I will probably only have it open for a few hours, just as a way to really make sure that I'm engaging and that I'm there, but not too much, especially right after the sabbatical. And we'll just see how that flows, but that's the idea that I have right now. Okay, next up is Facebook. So I'm gonna let you in on a little secret of mine when it comes to Facebook. I did something radical on Facebook several months ago and it has changed my experience of Facebook. I unfollowed all of my friends, every single person, my dad, my grandma, my best friend, Christy, all of them. And that was because I was in a situation where I kept hearing other people say, I'm only on Facebook because of groups. I don't really like the feed, da 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 And I realized for myself that I felt that same way. I don't post on Facebook ever. I... I think I update like my profile picture and that background cover one every time we have a baby, maybe. Like once I have new pictures from my photographer, maybe around the holidays, but I do not engage on Facebook the way that I used to in college when it was brand new and created. And Facebook is just kind of like an empty hole for me, but the experience of groups is amazing and there's so much value in groups and there's paid courses that I've joined that have private groups and it's searchable and it's really useful and helpful and so I unfollowed every single person so when I log into Facebook now there is no news feed there's nothing in there Like it's blank and I can just navigate over to groups and go into the groups that I need whatever I need. You know, like um, one of my clients, I was working on newsletters for her in Flowdesk and Flowdesk has an amazing support group on Facebook. Like their customer support is on their Facebook group. It's really, really useful. I've used it a ton. And so if I need to troubleshoot something on Flowdesk, that's the first place I go. So there's a real purpose to being on Facebook for me, but it's super limited. And so when I come back to Facebook, I'm gonna clean out my groups even more to only have the ones that I'm an active participate in. I just joined a new coaching workshop that I'm super excited about and they have a Facebook group. So I'm gonna log in, introduce myself and be like a really solid participant there. And while I'm doing the coursework, I'm gonna log in, check in with the group, but I'm gonna log out. And that's the other thing, like so much of this, all of these apps and all this stuff, like every single creator of an app wants you to stay on and logged in as much as possible. And one of the things that you can do to take your power back from social media is to just log off that stuff every once in a while. Okay, so this next one is going to be a little strange and maybe out of left field, but I have this weird pull back to Twitter. 
So I don't know why, but I think I'm going to log into Twitter again. That's where I got my start on social media. And I kind of want to get back in there and see what it's all about. It feels super contrary. It feels a little weird, but I'm going to flow with it because I feel like when we get those polls, when we get those bits of information, those are important pieces of data. And who knows what I will find when I log back into Twitter and start engaging again there. But I'm going to update my profile. I'm going to start sharing. I'm going to just see if it resonates. I'm just going to kind of dip my toes into the Twitter pond and see what happens. So if you're on Twitter, please let me know because I think I need some new friends over there. Um, I'm at Kayleen Elise and you can also just email me and be like, hey, I'm on Twitter too. This is what I like about it because I literally have not been on Twitter in years and I just feel like it might be it might be a nice place for me to hang out every once in a while. I'm not sure, but I'm going to give it a try. So I know I told you that I have missed podcasts and audiobooks so much, and I do take a little bit of offense to previous Kayleen who was setting goals and decided that I needed to take a break from that, but I'm glad I did, and I have learned that I've missed audiobooks more than anything else. And when you think about that, it does almost make a little bit of sense because audiobooks are the highest level of production quality over anything else. Like the amount of work that it goes into writing a manuscript, getting a publisher, going through the editing process, sitting down to record an audiobook. Like by the time those audiobooks get to my ears, there have been hours and hours and hours of work that have gone into them from multiple people versus like my friend down the street's Instagram story. Like cool, good but they're really different experiences, but they take up the same amount of time. You know, like I only have so many hours in a day that I'm experiencing these things. And so it has, this experience has taught me that I want to continue to prioritize audiobooks. They're important to me and I really love them. And I have so many audiobooks on deck ready to listen to. I have some on two different Audible accounts, <laughs> and then I have some on a Libro FM account. My intention is wholeheartedly to switch over to Libro FM. Um, if you haven't heard of Libro FM, I will link to it in the show notes. It's an amazing resource and platform where you can support local bookstores with your audiobook purchases versus Audible, who just supports Amazon. And so you can get a free, I think it's like free books when you sign up through my referral link. So definitely check that out. I'm loving it um, as a platform and I'm just needing to like listen to all the previous books that I purchased on Audible. But I think I have like 10 audiobooks that I have paid for. <laughs> so all of my accounts are paused right now and I just have some work to do to get caught up on audiobooks. But I'm really, really excited that that's something that I can do. I am going to really try to stick with listening to music when I go for a run because 
it's way more motivating for me. It's inspiring. It helps me keep a good pace. And so now that I'm back to running a little bit more, it does feel good to have some like pump up music. And I shared my running playlist on the newsletter, but I'm probably going to make another one now because it's just nice to like have, I don't listen to that kind of music. I'm not going dancing at clubs. Like that's not my life right now. (laughs) It used to be, but it is nice like to listen to that kind of music when I go for a run. There are a handful of podcasts that I really miss, but I would say way less than I thought. And so when I'm going back to podcasts, I'm probably going to really curate that feed also. Um, Like I'm probably going to listen to podcasts this weekend. Like I'm so excited to catch up on a few specific people and their podcasts. But generally speaking, like I feel like that is also a really crowded space, which I know sounds a little weird coming from somebody on a podcast. Like, you know, it's weird for me to say that there's too many podcasts out there, but I do feel that there's a lot of pressure and noise to keep up with podcasts the same way that it can feel like that for Instagram. And I started listening to podcasts like in the early 2000s. Like, mm, I mean, I graduated college in 2007 and I was definitely listening to podcasts when I was in college. So sometime maybe around then, like 2005, I was a solid podcast listener and there just weren't that many. Like it was pretty niche and pretty fringe. And there were some high quality podcasts, but a lot of them were just like people, but they were super researched. And I mean, I've loved podcasts forever, but there's just a ton out there now. And there's ones like this one that are recorded in people's closets. And then there's others that are major productions from TV and radio companies. And so there's just a lot to choose from. And I say, do what works for you. Do what inspires you. Same thing with like the newsletters, like an email in general, just really try to tune into yourself and what is sparking joy. Um, But you know, it's also, it's hard because you just, there's so much good stuff out there. One of my clients said that she deletes any podcast episodes that she hasn't listened to on Sunday nights. That way she doesn't feel the pressure on Monday to keep up. And I think that's such a brilliant idea. Just creating some rituals and boundaries around what you consume, how and when, and to just take off some of that pressure. Like we just have, there's too much pressure on us right now. And so I think the sabbatical has kind of helped me see that I am in charge and I get to decide what is going to make me feel bad and like whether or not I've caught up on all podcasts like that shouldn't be something that makes me feel bad. I'd love to know if this resonates. Like, how do you feel about your podcast listening? How do you handle it? Does it feel just right? Or do you feel overwhelmed by your two listen to episodes? Let me know. Send me an email, Kayleen at CelebrateColdFate.com or very soon you could send me a DM because I'll be back on Instagram. Okay, so next up is apps and alerts. So I took a bunch of apps off of my phone during the sabbatical. 
Some of those apps are like email and Pinterest. I even had to take the Goodreads app off my phone because I found myself compulsively checking it. Like this is an addiction, folks. I was on my phone picking it up. And even now, a month into my sabbatical, I find that like I'll be passively checking the weather in a bunch of different cities because I picked up my phone and I just need something to do with my hands. So this isn't like I'm not cured of my addiction. My phone is definitely still a close companion, but I really want to, more than anything, encourage myself and set up systems that create space between me and my phone so that I can be more present in my everyday life. And I also want to encourage myself back to my computer. I find that I just have a better user experience with so many things on my computer. And I also think that my brain is trained to be productive and work-oriented and focus-oriented on my computer. And I think that my brain finds my phone to be more of a distraction or an anxiety calmer or whatever. Like my brain reaches for my phone when I want to feel better and my brain reaches for my computer when I want to get something done. Does that make sense? So I took a bunch of apps off my phone. I don't check my email on my phone anymore. It's That's revolutionary. I turned off all of the alerts. I took away all the little red badges on all the apps on my phone. So now I just come to my phone when I need something or when I need to search something or if I want to take a picture of my kids or FaceTime my grandma, like I'm picking up my phone way less and having all the apps, so many apps taken off of it also means that sometimes I pick up my phone and I'm like, oh, I don't even know why I have it. And I don't get stuck in that rabbit hole of like scroll, 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 scroll. So that's been really nice. And I think that with email specifically, I am still checking it several times a day on my computer, but I'd like to continue edging that back so that email becomes more of an actual to-do that will take a little bit more time, but that I'll do less frequently. That way I'm not in and out of it constantly because email can be pretty distracting and I would much prefer to have like a good playlist on and have some tea in my cup and be ready to to correspond in my inbox and then get it down to zero and then turn it off, like close out the app and be done with it for a while. So I hope that this episode has been helpful and inspiring and just a different look at some of these things that we do all the time on our phones. Again, I don't want to villainize Instagram or Facebook or podcasts or audiobooks or any of it. Like I love and cherish these platforms and they have given me so much and I truly enjoy connecting with you. And I think that there's something to this having some space and taking a break. And I have felt really encouraged and energized and rejuvenated by taking the sabbatical. And I'm just so excited to get back online and hang out with you some more. So yay, I will be back on Instagram so soon. 
As I wrap up this episode, I do want to share another review. So since I started reading these on the podcast, I've had several more come in, which is amazing. It's been so fun to hear what you think of the show. And of course, when you rate and review the podcast on Apple, it helps the podcast rank better. It helps it get in front of new people who want to celebrate the good in life and cultivate more of what they want, who want to be part of our community. So that is amazing. If you've never left a review before, I want to just give you a little tiny tutorial so that it makes it easier for you to do. All you have to do is open up the podcast app, which if you're listening, you might already have it open. You click on the library and then tap celebrate cultivate and then scroll down to the bottom and click where it says write a review in purple and it'll lead you through you give five stars you write a little header and then you write what what you love about the podcast and then i'll share it here and we can all hear what you have to say so it just means so much when you leave a review i really appreciate it here's what at t bun three has to say Filling my bucket. I find Kayleen's podcast to be a time of self-pampering for me. It is something I look forward to each week, and it feels like a way of filling my bucket instead of everyone else's. I have really enjoyed listening to her, trying the things she has recommended slash mentioned, and find her to be very inspiring. So thank you so much, T-Bun3. I love doing this as the podcast has kind of unfolded this year. It's become more and more enjoyable for me. And I just want to say thank you again for leaving a review because that really does fill my bucket. So yay, we can fill each other's. Okay, so I know I promised some special information at the end of the episode. We have reached it. So here is some exciting news and something I want to share with you. I have a digital sabbatical special that I want to share with you. So in speaking with my coaching clients, I've discovered that my ideas around alignment and intentions are absolutely related to my experience of social media. One of my clients last week told me, no one knows this stuff. No one is teaching it. And so I'm offering a special coaching package for those of you who are wanting more calm, ease and joy in your experience of social media. We'll meet virtually every week for 45 minutes for four weeks and talk through your desires and roadblocks. We'll set intentions and map out a game plan for what you hope to accomplish in working with me. And my intention is to help you curate your feed, set up healthy boundaries, and really find presence on and offline. Like I said, these apps can be so magical and such a great source of connection, but they can also really take over. They can make us feel like we're missing out. They can leave us feeling depleted and confused and distracted. And so I want to help you establish some healthy boundaries and an experience that works for you. 
if you feel like taking a plunge into a digital sabbatical for a full month, I will even help you set that up and coach you through it. So the cost of these four calls is $444, and each call will include a customized check-in sheet that I'll send to you before the call just to kind of get a baseline of how you're feeling and what's been going on since we spoke last. Plus, I'll email you afterwards with a recap of our conversation and a mantra for the week. If this sounds like something that you're interested in, visit CelebrateCultivate.com to book your spot. I only have a few spaces, so be sure to sign up if this sounds aligning. For those of you who sign up by tomorrow, Friday, July 31st, you can get 22% off this package with the code YOUARGOLDEN in all caps at checkout. So again, visit CelebrateCultivate.com and use the code YOUARGOLDEN at checkout for 22% off through the end of July. I'm so excited to work with you and to kind of get through some of this and get back to the magic that exists on the internet because there's tons of it. Okay, friends, thank you so much as always for listening. I appreciate you, I adore you, and I feel so inspired when I get a chance to connect with you. I'm sending so much love and magic your way and I'll see you on Instagram soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.